0: Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School's the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. Thank you, Lord. It is God's will that we win and win and win and win, and then what? When he always causes us to triumph. If what he wants happens, it's a win. And he has made us overcomers by his own spiritual makeup, being made in his likeness and image. There is no failure in God, there's no defeat in him, there's no darkness, there's no death. Uh, All light. And He lives in us by uh, the person of His Holy Spirit. Get your Bible, get something to make a note with, come into the class, turn everything else off, give this your full attention, and let's get answers today. Father, all of us agree together as touching this, asking for uh, the manna from heaven, the, the, the spiritual nourishment and answers for today. And Lord, we we want to know your ways. We want to know you. We want to please you. And we know faith is, is a big part of that. So we seek it and we seek you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Notice in Hebrews, the uh, third chapter, continuing in our study that we're calling overcoming unbelief, we saw in verse 7 where he said, Wherefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, saw my works 40 years, there was a confusion on their part. There were numerous times they imagined themselves testing God when it was they who were being tried and failing. And he goes on to say, wherefore, verse 10, I I was grieved with that generation and said, they do always err in their heart and they have not known my ways. God's ways are courage and strength and victory. This unbelief that we're studying here, it involves yielding to fear and cowardice. And um, the scripture said, God didn't give us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. That word can even be translated timidity. God didn't give us the spirit of timidity. Whether it's uh, slight dread or full-blown panic, it's the same evil stuff, fear. Just different degrees of it. And fear is contraband for the child of God. We're not supposed to have it. Have you read the scriptures enough to see how many times the Lord would say, fear not. Now is he serious about that or not? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Fear them not. Fear not. Be, be of good courage. And be strong. Uh, now a lot of people, if they're in a situation, you tell them that, it just make them mad. They're like, if you're in my situation, you wouldn't be talking to me that way. They don't believe they can do anything else other than fear and, and be despondent. But it's always a choice. You can't control everything that's happening around you. You can't always control everything that comes against you or is, you're having to deal with or, or your feelings. But you are in control, if you'll accept it, of what happens inside you and your response to what's going on around you. Faith doesn't require that you understand everything or that you even, even know what's going on. Much less know the answer or how to get out. Faith doesn't have to know that. Faith just knows who. Who gets me out? Is that right? Who helps me? I don't have to know all the details. I just have to know him. Oh hallelujah. The scripture says I, I know in whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded. Are you persuaded, class? I'm persuaded he's able to keep what I've committed to him against that day. All I got to know is him, and he'll show me the rest. He already knows the rest. Well, he goes on to say, verse 12, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Is he telling New Testament believers, don't let this happen to you? Verse 19, he said, so we see then, they could not enter in because of unbelief. They thought it was because of the giants, too big. They thought it was because of the walled cities, impenetrable. They, they thought it was because of their uh, not being a proper military or not having the armament or any num not having the supplies. None of it was true. None of it was true. And the same thing's happening today. People would give you numerous reasons why they've been unable to do what they would like to do, what they need to do. And you've got to watch the blame game. Hmm? Unbelief is a blamer. It's everybody else's fault except mine. And... People, you know, even church-going people, really like what I call no-fault religion. Oh, it's popular. People like to hear. They want preachers to tell them this doctrine of God's in control. Now, see, it sounds like you're respecting God, but you're actually contradicting the Bible. What do you mean, Brother Keith? Isn't God in control? He's not controlling everything you do. No. It wasn't his choice whether you ate cornflakes or Cheerios today. <laughs> wasn't his choice whether you wore red or blue. No, it's not. Wow, it's, a, it's God. God's a, no, it's not. No, it's not. Just because you believe something, that doesn't make it true. Just because millions of people believe something, it doesn't make it true. Just because preachers preach it, it doesn't make it true. But this book, this is truth. Huh? Why well, you need to know this book. You need to know this book. You need to read it. You need to feed on it. Not just once in a while, but on a regular basis. You want to feed on some of this every day and regularly. And you want to go to a place where you and meetings and services and church where people are anointed. Not just where they went to school and learned that they're anointed to teach and preach. Not everybody is. And so God gave us gifts for that. And so between those things, you become armed and you become enlightened. And one of the things you become enlightened to is that all these problems that human beings are struggling with is not God. It's not God. One of the biggest problems is that God is not in their life at all. He's just not involved with them. And it's not his choice, it's their choice. Oh, but if you'll invite him in, huh? if you'll ask him in, he'll come. Whether it's being born again, don't stop there. Every day in your life after that, invite him in. (laughs) Everybody say, Lord, I invite you in. I want you in all my affairs. Every part, of my life. Every part of my life. I want your help. I want your input. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, He will, he will show you. But there will be numerous times where it's not what you wanted to do. <laughs> and it's not what you thought. And it's different from what you thought, which is why you got to keep making the decision, He's right. His word is right. Well, if I disagree with Him... I'm wrong. I got to change. Go to Numbers, the 20th chapter, and let's continue in our study. This is the 13th event in our study of these 15 of uh, the unbelief of the Israelites that God delivered, that first generation that He delivered out of Egyptian slavery. Uh, Chapter 20, verse 1 they came, the children of Israel, the whole congregation to the desert of Zin in the first month. And the people abode in Kadesh and Miriam died there and was buried there. And so time has passed now and um, they're not in the promised land. They should be already. But now uh, people are dying and coming to the end of their way. Before the chapter's over, uh, Aaron is going to die. And that's Moses' sister and his brother. And in the midst of these things going on, um, they have another revolt of the whole congregation blasting Moses and Aaron because they don't have water. In uh, verse 2, there was no water for the congregation. Now we've talked about this already in previous lessons, but uh, why are they having water problems? Help me out, class. They're in the desert. Okay. (laughs) Right? You're going to have water problems when you're in the desert and there's no water. But is that the only reason? No. They shouldn't be in the desert. Hmm? They're having water problems because they're somewhere they should not be. And that's what happens when you disobey God. You wind up in places you shouldn't be in. And in places you shouldn't be in, you're going to have problems you shouldn't have. Whereas if you're where you should be with who you're supposed to be with, doing what you're supposed to be doing, your needs would be met. Can you see this? And there are so many people, that's where they are, even Christians. They are having problems they shouldn't be having. And, And the response is They're mad at their preachers, they're mad at God, they're mad at everybody around them, but they won't stop and say, it's my fault, I'm even having to deal with this. And if you won't admit it, you're not going to get help. Only the humble get the grace. So there was no water in the congregation, and they gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron. I know I'm being repetitive, but is it Moses' fault that they're out here in the desert still with no water? But are they blaming him for it? Yeah, they are. And Aaron, same thing. The people chode with Moses. And this is the word for strife. If you'd have been there, it was a bad feeling. In the whole, there's two million people, so this covers, these people cover a lot of Ground, just them and their stuff. But there was this angst and this anger and this this depression through the whole camp. It was palpable. And when people are miserable and they're mad and they're discouraged, you're going to do one of two things. Hmm? You're either going to repent. And acknowledge the truth. Which is what? It's my fault. I'm even here. Hmm? Or. What else could you do? If you don't like that. If you don't like it. Being your fault. Huh? You're going to look around. Is that right? Whose fault is this? Is that right? Moses. 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 Moses, and that was the talk through the whole place. Moses and Aaron, Moses and Aaron, Moses and Aaron. If it hadn't been for Moses and Aaron, we'd still be back in Egypt, eating cucumbers, watermelons, living a good life. Yeah, being a slave, dummy. Now we're laughing, but this is what unbelief does to you. It dulls you to the point where if you don't accept light, you start believing lies. And they actually got to the point where they, they believe it's Moses and Aaron's fault. And that put pressure on them. You'll see in this chapter the results of it. It had been putting pressure on them. But they said, would God that we had died when our brethren died before the Lord. That's a lie. It's a lie. They don't want to die or they wouldn't be upset about being out of water. They'd be, hey, it's happening. That's what I wanted. No. They said, why have you brought up the congregation of the Lord into this wilderness? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Who brought them out? Moses did all the miracles? Moses brought Egypt to its knees. Moses split the Red Sea. He was there. He was involved. But no, it took more than a human being. Is that right? It took the Almighty God to do all that. God brought them out. But see, they don't want to talk about God. Because they don't want to deal with Him. Right? He ain't going to play with you about the truth. And He knows what you know. You can't act like with him you don't know. So what are you going to do? You don't like the truth. You don't want to take responsibility. You don't want to talk to God about it. You're unwilling to change. What are we going to do? Gripe. Gripe, murmur, complain, and blame, which equals unbelief. Can you see this, class? It's ugly stuff, isn't it? And so they say, uh, why, verse 4, have you brought us up, you brought the congregation of the Lord. Well, they don't sound like the congregation of the Lord, do they? They don't act like it. Into this wilderness that we and our cattle should die there. You brought us up here to die. Do they really believe that? Well, there had to be a time when they knew better. But if you keep rejecting light and truth and you keep listening to lies, just like faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing, what if you just keep listening to lies and just keep listening to lies? Fear comes. Is that right? And deception and confusion. So obviously they've just been listening to that and talking that amongst themselves. They said, Why? Have you brought up the congregation of the Lord into the wilderness that we and our cattle should die there? That was never the plan. Wasn't God's plan. Wasn't Moses' plan. Wasn't Aaron's plan. They said, uh, verse 5, And why, wherefore, have you made us to come up out of Egypt? Why would you make us leave there? To bring us up into this evil place. It's no place of seed or of figs. Are of vines, or of pomegranates, and there's no water to drink. Now, it's easy to read this and just think about it, it happened a long time ago. But are similar things happening today in people's lives everywhere? And, and can you see what is their focus? Their focus is their misery. The misery of their present situation and their lack and their needs That's their focus. And they are mad and hurt at God and His chosen leaders. But they are letting the truth escape from them that this is not what God wants for them. Have you ever heard people say, I just don't know why God put me through this or or why God, you know, lets these things happen or why... Could it be? They're not even where they're supposed to be? Especially after 10 years, 20 years, 40 years, 50 years. How many people today have been circling through the same junk? Huh? Over and over, and they're mad. They're hurt. They're upset at God. They're venting on people around them. And how many of them it's actually got to back up, got to back up, back up. But even years before, God told them to do something, and they wouldn't do it. They would not do it. They wouldn't listen to Him. They wouldn't obey Him. And now, all the stuff they're dealing with is the result of their unbelief and their disobedience, not the will of God at all. And yet, who are they mad at? God. And if they can't take it out on Him personally... His preachers are the next best thing. He <laughs> said, "Right, find you a preacher to yell at and and." At. Now you're laughing, but at Moses and Aaron, is that right? They were their go-to targets. Why? They can see them. They can see them, and uh, they have no qualms blaming them, because to them, and they keep talking about how they're the people of the Lord. We're the people of the Lord the people of the Lord. And you sorry rascals. You have messed us up. You've got us out here. No water. You've led us into this terrible place and you messed us up. Lies. 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 You wouldn't listen to God. Come on y'all with me. You wouldn't listen. You wouldn't obey Him. You were too big of a coward to go into the promised land. Is that right? He told you to do it. You wouldn't listen to him. You wouldn't obey him. You actually rebelled against God. And it was Moses telling you what God said to do. You didn't do what Moses told you to do. You didn't do what God told you to do. And yet, it's Moses' fault. Now that could get old if you're Moses. Is that right? And it did. It did. Keep reading. It did. Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly to the door of the tabernacle of the congregation and fell on their faces. And you see that exact same thing was their response over and over and over again when they were blamed, they were yelled at, screamed at, blamed, you know, railed against. They just turned and went to the tabernacle and fell before God. How many think, boy, that's the thing to do? Is that the thing to do? Just, just go to God and fall before Him. And what do they do? Why, what are they doing when they're falling in front of Him? They're asking Him what to do. Mm-hmm. Is that right? They're looking to Him. God, what do we do with this bunch? And so, um, the Lord's the glory of the Lord appeared to them. God is so faithful, so gracious. And the Lord spoke to Moses and said, "Take the rod. This is the." the staff or the walking stick, the rod that turned into a snake (laughs) as a sign and wonder in Egypt. It's the one that he stretched out over the the rivers and they became blood. He stretched out over the Red Sea and it parted. It's also the one he smote the rock with back in Exodus 17 and water came out. They've been here before, very similar circumstances. You know, even just a halfway reasonable person might have said, you know, uh, you remember not too long back, (laughs) right? We had that rock thing with the water. Could we ask God about that again? Could could we do that? (laughs) You could at least be open, right? When you've seen miracles, at least be open that it could happen again. So, uh... He said, uh, take your rod, gather the assembly together, you and Aaron, and speak to the rock before their eyes, and it shall give forth his water. And you'll bring forth to them water out of the rock, and you'll give the congregation and their beast drink. The psalmist talked about rivers of water. This was no trickle. This, this This would have been like a small river, major water come gushing out of here. I suppose God just pulled it up from underground aquifers and brought it up through there and and, you know, caused the rock to, to cleave and, and split and out it comes gushing. Enough for thousands and thousands of camels. <laughs> Is that right? And sheep and cattle of all kinds and all the people and enough to fill up your all your, you know, animal skin canteens and All your pots and all that kind of thing. Where there was nothing but a rock. Now what God has done, and this is something we all need to remind ourselves of regularly. He intended that they come through the wilderness to get to Canaan's land. And he wanted to demonstrate to them how he could take care of them in any circumstance. (laughs) He didn't need a barn or a silo or a field or a grocery store to feed them. He could feed them in the bleakest, barest of places, bring it right out of the sky. Manna. Hallelujah. And even though there was no water in the desert, there was no lake and there was no a uh, river, stream. There was no well. There was nothing. He says, "I got you water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> water. He could bring it out of the depths of the earth through rocks and blast it on them." Hallelujah. Is that the same God yes. we call Father? Yes. Can He meet our needs yes. in any circumstances? Come on, everybody say that out loud. Any, circumstances. Any circumstances. There no circumstances. There are no circumstances where God can't meet my needs God abundantly. My needs. abundantly. He, brings water he brings water out of the rock. Out of the rock. Manna, Manna. Out, of the sky. out of the sky. He can take care of me, he can take care of me. anywhere. 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 Mm. Is it true? Yes. It is true. And so uh, Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he commanded him, and you know the story, uh, he didn't do what the Lord told him to do on this occasion, and that is so uncharacteristic of Moses. One of the things I like so much about Moses, there must be, I don't know, scores and scores and scores of verses that say, and as the Lord commanded Moses, so did Moses. Moses. I mean, when the Lord told him to do something, he did it, and he did it exactly. That's why he's Moses. Mm -hmm. But on this occasion, he didn't. And it wasn't a mistake. It wasn't a misunderstanding. The Bible said that he and Aaron rebelled against the commandment of the Lord. And he said, here now, you bunch of rebels, are we going to have to get water and he smote the the rock with the rod instead of speaking to it, and disobeyed God. And our time's up today. <laughs> What's going to happen? You got to come back tomorrow to see what happened. <laughs> well, said out loud. I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith giving glory to God. We'll see you next time in Faith School. I've got victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.